You know, the very first episode I did of the podcast was actually about Amazon and their acquisition of Whole Foods. Which is funny, at the time, the podcast didn't even have a name yet when I recorded that. I was just on a study break doing some homework. And uh, I was just talking about, the, it, was, it, it was my business class. Uh, it was a case study I had to write, and it was about Whole Foods fostering an environment uh, where it was like basically like employee-operated. There was a lot of accountability on the employee level, like retail employees, shelf stockers, not management. Uh, and the textbooks, I mean, in general, what happens with all textbooks, basically... These things take like sometimes four or five years to write and compile and publish and then like get out to students taking classes incorporated in lesson plans, that kind of thing. So part of this class with the case studies, when a case study would be about a specific company and we would read the case study and then we'd have to write a report with the information from the case study and also what had happened with those companies since the book had been originally compiled and published. And with this Whole Foods thing, I got a little bit heated. Uh, Amazon is, you know, they employ a lot of people, which is great. And they have this $15 an hour minimum wage, which is what the left is pushing for right now. And I mean... I have a hard time saying that I'm not in favor of that. I have a really hard time saying I'm not in favor of that because I think people deserve more and I think it's silly that as a society we say, oh, okay, well, this person can work 40 or 50 hours a week at Walmart and they still have to be on welfare. I mean, they're already working a full-time job. Like, how much more... Why should the government have to, why should my tax dollars have to go to these people? Why can't Walmart just pay them more? It all makes sense. I mean, to me, I kind of see the argument from the left that you sh companies should have to pay their employees a living wage. And I have a really hard time saying, like, I don't know. I have a terribly hard time saying that. And so this Whole Foods thing I talked about on the first episode, you're welcome to go back and read it. I've, I'm very specific in citing my sources. And I, I thought I did a pretty good job for, you know, uh, my first go. But just to summarize, you can feel free to go back and watch that episode if you want to get the sources. But just to summarize, Amazon comes in to Whole Foods and... The Whole Foods employees are really pissed because Amazon is a massive company, so they have a top-down corporate structure, which is pretty normal. And the Whole Foods employees were pissed because they used to have a lot of control over their workplace. And these are careers for these people. And Amazon's rebuttal as people are jumping ship on the retail level and the frontline management level, they're jumping ship. And Amazon says, well, I mean, if they don't like how we run things, that's their own prerogative. But we did extend the Amazon $15 an hour minimum wage to Whole Foods. So if that's not their priority, it's their prerogative to leave. Which was tricky as fuck. It was shady and shysty. And it's mean for the media to frame it that way. 
that Amazon just will. That's just how we run the show. That's why we pay better. The thing is, the average retail employee shelf stocker at Whole Foods was already making $21 an hour. Plus, they had this awesome workplace where they had so much say and so much control over other when people got hired they were hired on a preliminary basis and they were working with the six or eight people that they would work that shift with every week so when i got hired they're like okay well this is a provisional employee he's hired for six weeks he's going to be the sixth man on the team so the other five members of that shift at the end of the six weeks say like hey that that fucker with the podcast is more focused on his YouTube views than he is on stocking shelves. And frankly, I don't want to have to work with him. And the other four people are like, yeah, well, I mean, Vince, he's got a fucking repugnant and repellent personality. Uh, and plus the YouTube thing. Yeah. And so then they say, oh, okay. Hey, Vince, uh, you didn't make the cut, but thanks for everything. You know, here's your last paycheck and, uh, you know, little salute. Bye. That's how they used to do things. But then Amazon comes in, again, top-down corporate structure and technically lowering the wage of new hires. Do you know what that also means? They're hiring more people in at $15 an hour, so guess who's not getting as many shifts now? Who's not getting as many hours? The $21 an hour guy. And so they framed it. The media helped Amazon frame it as if Amazon came in and... You know, we got to run things our way, but here's the money that everybody wanted. And that's not what happened. And I'm not just ranting about this. Actually, that's a lie. I am definitely ranting about this. But the reason that I bring it up is because of that $15 an hour thing. That this was a company that was already paying people more than that. They could afford to, and it was largely in part because... They didn't have the managerial expense the way a lot of companies do. They didn't have to pay somebody $70,000 a year to babysit 15 people. And I mean, that sounds silly, but I mean, if you pay somebody 20, 20 25 bucks an hour, they're going to make goddamn sure they manage themselves pretty well. Maybe I should edit that out. I probably shouldn't use that phrase. Uh, <laughs> but no, so... The reason I bring this up isn't because I love ranting about Amazon, because really it puts me in a shitty mood, and every day I wake up and I look at a post-it note stuck to my mirror that says, don't lose your shit. And I'm not kidding. That post-it note really exists. It sits above my bathroom sink. I look at myself in the mirror, and then I look at that post-it note that says, don't lose your shit. So I bring this up because... Companies like Amazon or Walmart, they love this $15 an hour minimum wage. They love it. And do you want to know why they love it? Why it's so weird that these super massive companies, these are not ethical corporations. I talk a lot about ethical corporations and ethical ownership. I talk about that a lot on this podcast. And that is not the same thing as what they're doing. Because $15 an hour to Amazon or Walmart, they're super massive companies. And they turn over customers like crazy. And you know that because you bought something from either of those two places this week. I almost guarantee it. So 
the reason they love $15 an hour is because if I want to start my own business, which I fully intend to, but for me to start my own business right now, I got to do it all by myself until I have enough business that I can afford to pay someone $15 an hour. Which, in some industries, that's fine. I mean, depending on what you're doing, $15 an hour isn't much. But what if I, like, want to sell shoes or t-shirts, and they sell, like, really, really well, but literally all, I've just got a fucking table and some shirts and some chairs, and somebody walks up and says, man, like, I, I, I can help you. You look like you got your hands full. I'd love to help. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not trying to pay you 15 bucks an hour, though. And they're like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Pay me 10 an hour. Just let me help. I just want some money, and you obviously got a thing going here. Now, I should be allowed to just pay that. If he's willing to work for 10, I should be allowed to pay him 10. If I can't afford to pay him 15, now that's that's where it gets really tricky, right? What? How, how much harder is that to enter the job market? What if I want to open my own grocery store, right? My own Whole Foods. My Vince's farm-to-table crops. But now, you know, I know for me to run this store, I need one person at the register at all times. And then I need another guy stocking the shelves at all times. And then I'm probably going to need another guy in the butcher butcher fishmonger area. So aside from myself, I've already got three other employees that I need. I need shelf stocker and butcher guy. And then, I don't know, I guess parking lot attendant or something. Somebody to return the shopping carts because you assholes that fucking leave your quarter in the carts just so you can leave it in the Aldi parking lot. I don't mean you specifically. I mean those assholes. You know what I'm talking about. But, okay, so shopping cart attendee, uh, butcher guy, and shelf stalker. And I'm manning the register because it's my money, right? But I've already got $45 an hour of overhead. What the fuck am I going to do if I go a day without customers at $45 an hour? I'll go bankrupt the first week. It takes time for businesses to get going. Do you see? Now, no doubt, after people see the value and start coming back and telling their friends and that traction is gained, of course I'll be able to pay people $15 an hour. Whole Foods already was beating that number. I just said grocery stores can do this, but they can't do it if they go bankrupt their first week. So do you see how that works when you make it harder for someone to enter the market with these regulations? Now, hypothetically, it could be me and three other people and all four of us are co-owning the business, right? So us us four co-owners own a quarter share of the business, and then we prop it up, and we push it up, and then we take the losses together, and we don't have this overhead. But when was the last time that you had an idea that required somebody else for success, and then they were just as dedicated as you? Have you ever tried to quit smoking with somebody else? Like, you and your buddy both said, like, yeah, let's quit smoking together. Both of us stopped today. So what happens after a week when he's smoking again? You end up smoking again. You fail. You had every intention to quit, but he failed, and it made it easy for you to fail. What happens when it's a business? 
he gives up after the first week, but he's still a quarter owner. You're not going to put it. You have even less incentive to keep that business going than you had to stay quit smoking, which you already know is going to kill you. But what? Now you're going to put in the extra effort to man the register and the shopping carts. Hope you don't get fucking robbed. And then he's still going to own a quarter of the business. No way. So then what happens? Amazon and Walmart never, ever, ever get any competition because you can't enter the market when you've raised the bar that high. Nobody has the opportunity. Imagine if you were trying to strength train and you go to the gym and you, you know, you're trying to work on bench press. There we go. You have to, you, you want to get stronger on the bench press. You want to have a really strong bench. So the first time you go up, you put 45s on both sides. Bam. You got what, what is that? 110, 115 with the bar. 110 with the bar, 20 pound bar. Yeah, okay, you get it. You go up, you try, uh, 110 pounds. Now, if you're a full grown man, it shouldn't be too bad, but there are some people built wiry. They just can't, they just can't start with 110 pounds. They just can't. The first couple weeks, they have to just do 70 pounds so they can get stronger so that they can put up 110 pounds. But what happens if this gym only has 45 pound weights for the bench press then what anybody who was just born wiry can never enter the market oh shit what is does that mean that what i'm saying is minorities will never have the chance to enter the market because they weren't born with the financial strength to just waltz right up yes that's exactly what i am saying there is a permanent underclass when you start putting up these kinds of, of limitations. And that's, that's the part that I'm, that I'm so worried about, is that if you put on limitations like this, I absolutely understand why these people feel that way. I feel that way, I really want to. But what I worry about is that we're going to create a system where those people that were working so hard to protect are going to be the very ones destroyed and crushed under the weight of the goodwill of the people pushing these policies. And I don't know. So that's really all there is to it. I, obviously, I've ranted. I got a little excited. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just think about it. How, how are you going to enter the market? If How are you going to be able to get strong enough to bench press 110 pounds when the only way to strength train is on a bench press that only has 110 pounds as the minimum. If you can't put that up the first time, you never get any stronger. All right, well, thanks. Thanks for listening.